Welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month program. This is Steve Anderson. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to spend several days with some of the biggest names in professional sports, along with about 100 other CEOs from around the country. The theme was what business leaders can learn from professional sports. Included in the lineup was football quarterback great Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, Billy Bean, the subject of the motion picture Moneyball, and many others. During that time, Joe Montana shared a story about Jerry Rice during their tenure together playing for the San Francisco 49ers. It was a story from which we all can learn. Montana related his experience the first day Jerry Rice came to play professional football. He was an unknown kid from Mississippi. When the wide receivers all lined up to run patterns, Jerry took his place in line. The wide receivers before him ran their patterns, caught the ball, and then returned to the back of the line to wait their turn. When it was Jerry's turn, he ran his pattern just as the others had, but when he caught the ball, he turned and sprinted 70 yards to the opposite end of the field and over the goal line. Then he returned to the back of the line. The other players just looked at each other quizzically. After Rice repeated the same routine three times, one of the players asked him, Rice, what are you doing? Jerry Rice simply replied that as a kid from Mississippi, he may not know how they did things in the big leagues, but he was always taught that you play like you practice and that the object of playing was to win the game. The only way you win is if you score. So, he explained, every time I catch the ball, I practice scoring. By the end of that first practice, every player who handled the ball was sprinting to the goal line. In that first practice, the rookie, Jerry Rice, changed the culture of the entire team. After a very successful first season, he returned to preseason practice for the next year. Everyone was expecting a little more confident, entitled, and cocky Jerry Rice. Instead, he lined up, ran his patterns, caught the ball, and sprinted all the way down the field. Jerry said that no matter the success of the previous season, he always approached the new season with the attitude of a rookie just like he had approached that very first season with the 49ers. That rookie attitude just may have been one of the significant contributing factors that made Jerry Rice the greatest wide receiver in NFL history. With the attitude of a rookie in mind, we queried the most recent Crown Council New Dentists of the Year recipients and asked them the things in every area of practice that had and are making the biggest difference for them and their success. What came back 
were some things that will not surprise you. Other things will be good reminders, and yet others will help you set new goals for a new level of achievement in your own practice as you take on the attitude of a rookie. We'll take a look at five different areas of practice, clinical, marketing, management, personal, and professional development. So let's get started. Clinically speaking, number one, continuing education. Dental school was cheap compared to the continuing education needed to stay ahead of the game. Set an annual goal for clinical continuing education with a balance between improving the quality of what you already know and adding new procedures to your expertise. Two, put yourself under the microscope. Larger TVs in each treatment room make it easier for patients to see what's really going on in their mouths with intraoral photos and radiographs. It also lets the dentist see the finished product up close and personal. Getting involved with CAD CAM dentistry gives one the opportunity to look at every prep blown up 10 times its actual size on a computer screen. It's humbling. CIRAC has made at least one of our rookie dentists faster with better hand skills and better opportunities to stay on the cutting edge of the profession. Three, mentors. Working side by side with good clinical mentors accelerates the learning process by copying genius. Carefully select the specialists you work with and set up regular times to discuss the work you're doing together. Much of what they know can be translated into what you're doing in the spirit of the mastermind. Two or more minds working together with a common purpose creates a third mind, the product of which is more than the sum of the parts. Four, regular team clinical training days. The more the entire team knows clinically, the better they're able to support the dentist prime the patient for the dentist's recommendations, and support the treatment plans recommended. It's not just about the what the dentist recommends, but the why he or she is recommending it. When team members understand the why, they have more enthusiasm and can speak to the patient with conviction. Regular team clinical training meetings helps team members stay plugged into the why of the dentist's clinical philosophy of care. There's also a flip side to this practice. When the team members know what the dentist believes clinically and why, the dentist has a greater likelihood of staying consistent with the clinical philosophy of care. Even when approval addiction kicks in, as it can from time to time, the team is there as an accountability source. When everyone on the team is on the same page clinically, 
there's a greater likelihood that everyone will stay on the same page and act accordingly. Five, having an assistant who is also a mentor. Finding a career-minded dental assistant who has had significant clinical experience and expertise has been one of the most significant advantages for one of our young dentists. The temptation when you're young and don't know much is to act like you do. Being open to feedback and learning from others who have had a lot of experience can accelerate the learning. Six, sedation dentistry. A major help in marketing the practice as well as providing an added benefit to patients. Seven, endodontics is one of the most profitable procedures in dentistry. Knowing and being comfortable doing basic endo is a benefit for patients because they don't have to go to another office. It also adds significant production to the office compared to other procedures. If someone does not do endo, it's usually because they don't have a system with which they're comfortable. With various systems, it just makes sense to find one that works for you and use it. Eight, using Optrigate and Isolite systems to open and illuminate the work area in the mouth helps with efficiency, whether or not you have enough hands. Nine, yoga. Uh, that's right, yoga. One of our young dentists discovered early and has been trained in yoga and exercises regularly to stay flexible, strengthen the core, and keep physically balanced. One of the biggest obstacles most dentists face in being able to practice over their career is physical limitations. Using correct ergonomics and doing the proper exercises can improve the quality of daily practice and extend the practice life. So, do your yoga. 10. Work with a good lab. Follow the Crown Council qualified member requirement to meet with your key laboratory at least two times each year to have a 360-degree conversation about the work you produce together and how it can be improved. A good lab and lab technician can sit at the figurative table as a partner in the clinical process and add value to the end product. This is a process that has to be initiated by the dentist. Your lab will be shocked when you do. 11. Take pictures of your work. There's nothing more humbling than self-examination, up close and personal. Develop the habit of taking close-up pictures of your work and looking at them in detail for what you did right, what you did wrong, and what you'll do differently next time. 12. Teach. Follow the practice of learn a little, teach a little. Whether that's teaching your team what you learn, being part of a study club that takes turns teaching, finding opportunities to present table clinics at dental meetings, or presenting your new knowledge to your Crown Council Mastermind Group. You'll always learn more when you teach, and it makes you a better clinician. 13. Watching and participating in the Crown Council email network, especially in the clinical discussions. And don't just observe, contribute, and ask questions. If there's something that you don't understand, have the courage to ask.
14. Learn about occlusion. Not much time is spent on occlusion in dental school, but there is so much that rides on it clinically. You may have the most comfortable car with the most expensive tires, but if those tires are not balanced, it's always going to be a bumpy, uncomfortable ride. The same applies to clinical dentistry. 15. Pick one procedure that's outside your comfort zone each year and learn more about it. Getting outside your comfort zone helps you stay humble, keeps you in the learning mode, and challenges all your assumptions. In the middle of his career, Tiger Woods adopted a whole new swing. It took him way out of his comfort zone and took a lot of discipline to learn it. The payoff? It ultimately made him a better golfer. On a regular basis, we can all benefit from going back to being a rookie again and learning something new. It keeps us in a growth state of mind. The greatest enemy to excellence and success is entitlement. The greatest antidote to entitlement is continual improvement and learning because the more you learn, the more you learn that you have to learn. Marketing. One, marketing is an inside-out proposition. Start on the inside and make sure the house is in order. People refer to people they like. If their experience isn't great, they won't come back and they won't refer others. Constantly work with the team on the quality of the patient experience. It's a never-ending process. Always ask patients, how is your experience today? Don't just listen to what they say, but how they say it. If they say it was just okay, then maybe you haven't me measured up. If they say, fine, it means you may have a lot more work to do. Unless the response is great, amazing, so much better than I expected, where have you been all my life? Or I, I wish I could have had a dentist like you for the last 20 years. <laughs> You're not hitting the mark. In many ways, the best, most powerful marketing is no marketing at all. In other words, the experience we provide is so compelling that patients spread the word. We all know this, but it takes daily work to make it happen consistently and keep everyone up to deliver it every day with every patient. Two, connect before and after. Call your new patients before they come in. The doctor calls the new patients before they come in to welcome them to the practice. This particular office learned this from our total patient service or TOPS training. And when they do it, it works. When they let it slip, it shows in an increase in new patient no-shows and cancellations and a decrease in new patient enthusiasm when they come in. It takes a little extra effort, but it doesn't take that much time. Then follow up after the visit with a courtesy call to check on them. The doctor does this with restorative patients and the hygienists do it with their perio treatment patients. Everyone knows to do this. But executing on it every day is what makes the difference. Three, get involved. 
This particular office learned early to get visible in the community in small and simple ways. Sponsor homework folders for the schools in the area with a picture of the office or the dentist and contact information printed on the folder. Getting involved with the Crown Council Smiles for Life program to benefit a local charity or sponsor the local sports programs for kids. One office said, we love treating the whole family. So we got voted the best kids dentist in our town without even being a pediodontist. It got us in a lot of trouble with the other specialists in town. But what are you going to do if the people in your town are telling everyone you're great? Four, be a resource in your immediate area to other businesses. Have periodic events like an oral cancer screening or a Smiles for Life whitening campaign where you personally invite other people in the businesses around you to participate. The people closest to you geographically should be the ones most familiar with who you are and what you do. Make it easy for them to do business with you, and they'll make it easy for others just like them to do business with you, too. 5. Make a big deal about everything. Every course attended, award received, and designation earned. Post it on your website, Facebook page, and hang something up in the office. Give people something to talk about. Let them know that you're continually improving and making sure they know of everything that you're doing to make that happen. Six, highlight your big four. Decide on the top four procedures that you like to do that you can market and then highlight those in everything you do. In one particular practice, those four things are sedation, ortho, dentures and implants, and cosmetic dentistry. Offer complimentary consults on the big four and continually reinforce that offer. Seven, find a niche. In dental school, one of our young dentists discovered a niche with a certain ethnic group because of a common language they spoke. They all started referring their friends and family because of this commonality. Because of those referrals, he had no trouble finding enough patients to complete the clinical requirements in school. That lesson has translated into a practice where he now looks for different niches with every patient. Disabled patients, high fear patients, patients with specific interests and hobbies. There are niches everywhere and opportunities to make it easier for people in those niches to refer others just like them with whom they associate regularly. Eight, it's all about video. The first thing Generation Y looks for on a website is a play button. They're totally into video. For the new dentists, this will be the group that will follow them all the way through their careers as a dentist. So making sure online content is relevant is absolutely essential. In one particular case, they video everything. Patient comments about their service, short videos about procedures, a video tour of the office, you name it. They even send video birthday greetings to patients via email or text. Nine, the internet 
is huge for new patient flow. In one particular case, this office mentioned prospective marketing that has really boosted their new patient flow by optimizing and doing pay-per-click marketing. The key in one particular office is follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. When they register on the site, the team immediately responds via email or phone, depending on the request. They're always impressed when the doctor responds to their questions. It's an immediate attention getter. 10. Recognition. Always ask patients for referrals, and when they do, thank them. Now, in some states, it's illegal to compensate patients for a referral, but in one particular case, they always send a handwritten thank you. They said, we keep a list of our best referring patients and occasionally and randomly send them a gift card for dinner or a movie with a note that just thanks them for being a great patient. It's never directly associated with their referral. We just make sure that our best patients know that we know and we keep them right in front of us and let them know that we value them. 11. With all of the busyness in the office, marketing can drop to the bottom of the priority list if you're not careful. That's why one office works off of a 12-month written marketing plan with a budget and it helps them stay ahead of the game. The marketing plan clearly outlines what will be done every week of every month throughout the year so they stay ahead of the game. Initially, it was a huge task to get it written the first time, but after that, the team just follows it and makes minor changes to it along the way as they discover what works and find new things to add or old things to replace. 12. Ask for immediate feedback. With online ratings and comments and Facebook check-in being the electronic form of word-of-mouth marketing, one office makes it easy for their patients by having an iPad available in the front office where they can check in on Facebook and leave an online review at the end of their appointment. If the team knows it's been a great appointment, they hand them the iPad and ask them if they wouldn't mind telling others about their visit. 13. Always be a dentist. No matter where you are, you're always a dentist. Wherever you go, expect to see patients who know you or expect to meet someone who will find out you're a dentist and immediately share their story. Everyone has a dental story. Always be prepared to invite them to make your office their dental home. Create the culture in your practice where your team does the same thing everywhere they go. Management. One, never stop learning to be a leader. It becomes very apparent quickly that the practice rises or falls based on the leadership ability of the dentist. Leadership cannot be abdicated. Learn as much as you can, as fast as you can, about leading a team. Books, courses, and Crown Council resources. It's a never-ending process. Two, work on your systems. A quote from several young dentists echoes this sentiment. Quote, 
Tops has really helped our practice develop the systems we need to follow daily for success in every area of practice. It's helped us stay focused on the areas that need to stay in alignment and immediately lets us know when anything slips. Absent those systems and the associated tracking, we'd be 10 times off track and never know it. TOPS has been the best thing that we've found that addresses all the management aspects of the practice. Three, hire people with valuable experience and ask them for their help and feedback. But don't allow anyone to push you around or use lack of experience or expertise as a tool to manipulate or gain the upper hand. This is particularly important in front office functions. In one case, a manipulative team member attempted to take advantage of the young dentist's lack of knowledge in the front office. Once the proper systems were in place and the dentist knew what to check for, the game changed. The right systems are not meant to force people to be honest. Dishonest and manipulative people will always find a way to be dishonest and manipulative. Good systems are in place to give honest people the peace of mind and the protection so that they'll never be tempted to do anything other than the right thing and or they'll never be accused of doing anything less than the right thing. Four, it's a team effort. Being connected with your team is imperative. If your team doesn't believe in you, there ain't no one who's going to believe in you. It's a relationship. Lead by example. If you want them there on time, you must be there on time. Walk the talk. Number five, recognition. It doesn't take very long to realize that we all work first for recognition and acknowledgement and then for money. Now, if you take the money away, you can only survive so long. But leave out the recognition and team members will find a place where they'll be valued for what they do. It might be something as simple as making the habit of writing an I appreciate note on a regular basis or just saying thank you at the end of the day. We all want to know that what we do matters and that we matter to someone else. Six, don't follow the herd. Who said that dentists only work four days a week? Too many dentists try to act like old dentists and then get very old fast because it's not working financially. Work hard. Do whatever it takes. Be a willing wit. W-I-T. Whatever it takes. And most of the time, things will work out. Seven, work on building the team nonstop. Never settle for less than what you want. Building a great team takes time and effort in recruiting and training. Too many seem to get burned out because they're surrounded by the wrong people. If you don't like the people you work with, go look in the mirror. You attract people like you. Birds of a feather flock together. Eight, don't change too many things too fast. Work on one thing at a time. Implement it fully, then move on to the next thing. If you want it to stick in the long term, it has to stick in the short term. Nine, 
Maintain and review the employee handbook regularly, including the office culture guide as suggested by the Crown Council. Review these things regularly with the entire team. It's amazing how soon we forget and how often we need to be reminded. 10. And the most frequently mentioned management suggestion by our young dentists of the year? Walk the talk. Don't expect anyone on the team to do anything you're not willing to do. Lead by example. Personal development. One, work to live, don't live to work. Start early with a financial plan that allows the financial basics and follows them. Tithe first, pay yourself next 10 to 20%, and then live on the rest. It's too easy to continue adjusting lifestyle that the cash flow will provide. Setting the system up early helps manage growth and income. Having a third-party accountability partner makes all the difference. Two, know thyself. Taking the time to really understand personal strengths and weaknesses helps any dentist be a better dentist and a better person. The more comfortable one is in his or her own skin, the more comfortable patients will be and the happier the family will be. Know thyself and be thyself. Three, follow the same rules at home as you follow at the office. Have written goals. Take time to meet. Take time to work on the marriage and the family. The habits are transferable. The better one is at home, the better one is at the office. Four, fulfillment is the key. Find things outside the office that help you recharge and re-energize. Hobbies, community interests, etc. make for a more balanced life and a better professional and person. Five, build the engine. Dentistry is a physically demanding profession. Learning and developing healthy habits makes for a better person personally and professionally. Taking time for daily exercise is as good for the brain as it is for the body. Learning what specific exercises and stretching needs to be done because of the unique daily physical demands in the office has been enlightening and helpful for at least one of our new dentists. Recommendation, posturedontics.com has helped a lot with the understanding of how to exercise as a dentist. A good introduction is the Crown Council Mentor of the Month interview with Bethany Velacci of Posture Donics. Just go to crowncouncil.org and search for Velacci, V-A-L-A-C-H-I. Six, take time to look good. As silly as this sounds, looking the part helps you act the part. Take the time to choose your clothes and your professional attire carefully. Make the investment to look your best. It has a powerful psychological effect when you're with patients. Someone shared with me the findings of what happened when a large national call center agreed 
to employee requests for casual Fridays. After two weeks, casual Fridays were canceled because the productivity had dropped dramatically. How we dress impacts how we act. Dress the part and you'll want to act the part. Seven, stay energized. The key to energy is fuel. Eating the right balanced diet and refueling every three hours enables one to stay at their best all day and eliminates the mid-afternoon crash. Crown Council mentor Jack Fairchild warned in a Mentor of the Month interview that an alarming number of dentists suffer from adrenal burnout simply because they don't eat right. To listen to Jack, just go to crowncouncil.org and search with the phrase, You Don't Know Jack. 8. Inspire the brain. As important as it is to exercise the body, the brain needs its daily dose of inspiration. Read daily from the best sources of inspiration to keep your mind on the positive. The team plays off of your energy. If your mental and emotional energy is down, they'll be down. Stay up. Fill your bucket with positive ideas and information. Nine, stay grounded. You are not a dentist. In other words, what you do professionally doesn't determine your identity. You're a person with character, goals, and a mission. You spend some of your time doing dentistry. Stay grounded in the difference. It seems like too many dentists get caught in the identity trap where they are a dentist, and if they're not doing dentistry, they lose their identity. Take time to work on and develop the person, not just the dentist. Professional Development one, birds of a feather flock together. You'll eventually become the average of your five closest friends or associates, the people you choose to be with. Choose them carefully. Pick a mastermind group and work to make that group work so you can exchange ideas and help each other grow. Staying plugged into other dentists with the caliber of Crown Council dentists keeps the vision strong and the possibilities bright. Two, one young dentist shares this. We focused on being a complete office, not only offering good customer service, but offering more services. We look for our patients' needs. Most have told us that they appreciate only having to come to one place for their dental needs. Well, that's not always possible. We work to expand our clinical expertise to make things more convenient for our patients. Three, having a great team who's good at what they do is important, but so is having a dentist who has a working knowledge of each part of the practice. When the team senses that the doctor is in the dark and is totally dependent on the team, it cripples the team. Having a doctor that has a working knowledge of insurance coding, profit and loss statements, supply ordering, etc. makes for a better performing team. The doctor doesn't have to know everything that every team member knows, 
but having a working knowledge makes for a better leader. Four, stay ethical. In every decision, in every area of practice in life, do the right thing, no matter what. Five, respect your elders. Never criticize work that has been in a patient's mouth longer than you've been in practice. Dentistry is constantly changing, and you never know what the circumstances were at the time. Be respectful and help patients understand what's possible today. Six, understand the difference between personal and professional relationships. There's a behavior that's appropriate with team members and behavior that's appropriate with close friends. Team members are not close friends. Seven, always be moving. Constantly be seeking for where you need to go next professionally to stay ahead. Eight, find good mentors and be a mentor. He or she who teaches learns. Find a way to share what you're doing and what you're learning with other dentists. It will make you a better dentist. Nine, start early with the habit of giving back. Having an attitude of gratitude is like a magnet. It attracts other people to you. No one likes being around a complainer or a critic. Be grateful and find ways to show that gratitude by giving back to the community and the profession. Participating in Smiles for Life each year gives many Crown Council practices the system for staying plugged in to giving back. So, there you have it. Thoughts and ideas from the Crown Council's rookies. So here's a suggestion. Imagine yourself back in your first days in practice. What dreams did you have? What were your work habits like? What did you hope for? Take the time to review and re-listen to the thoughts of the Crown Council young dentists and ask yourself the same questions. What are your goals? Who have you surrounded yourself with that is influencing your success? What do you need to do to have the attitude of a rookie again? Years ago, Earl Nightingale defined success as the progressive realization of a worthy ideal or goal. The operative word in that definition is progressive. Success is a journey, not a destination. It's how you live and act, not just getting to a specific place at a specific time. Enjoy the journey and make it a successful one every step along the way by how you travel. Our thanks to the current and past Crown Council Young Dentists of the Year who contributed to this program. They include Shane Sykes, Jonathan and Kristen Angwin, Allison Lesko, Clint Blackwood, Jessica Smith, Landon Libby, Brian Harris, Justin Lewis.